Hi, my name is Sarah Milne. I am a professional singer, dancer, author and founder of the Kitty and Custard Club. Welcome to the Kitty Pod. Here's your host, author, dancer and creator of the Kitty and Custard Club, Sarah Milne. Let's move it. Move it with Kitty and Custard, Kitty and Custard, Kitty and Custard Club, Club, Club. Yeah! Hi, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Hashtag Kitty Pod. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about children's health and the challenges that we face. So this episode is called Challenge. So I want to talk to you today about the challenges that I have seen recently in the UK and also Cyprus, my second home and also generally about the issues that we're having with the challenges of children's health around the world. So what I've seen today and recently in all of these challenges is that children are very, very still. They're not actually moving very much. They're still all the time, um, sitting a lot on iPads, iPhones, smartphones, and just generally not moving very much. If you think about it, children get up in the morning, go downstairs, have their breakfast and then straight into the car. From there, they're driven to school and then go straight into sit at a desk for nearly eight to nine hours a day with very little breaks. During the pandemic, children obviously lost that physical activity with PE and being able to go outside and socialize in the playground. So therefore, children have actually become more static and less able to move. So these are the health challenges that we're facing today. However, I do think that these are a deeper rooted problem well before the pandemic were children really moving much before i don't think so so what are we going to do to be able to help them there are lots of ways and i hope that in this episode i'll be able to help you to understand more things that we can do to help our children and their future so when i was a child as i've said in previous episodes i used to walk to school every morning come rain or shine wind or sun we would be out in the morning traipsing around all the way three miles to school and three miles back. I think that children, again, because we are sort of rushing to get to work, parents are working all the time, we're not able to walk or go anywhere, especially with the inner city lifestyles that we have, flats, um, high-rise buildings, people without gardens. So these are the, some of the challenges that we are actually facing. Sarah, what are the causes behind childhood obesity and why do you think the numbers are growing? So today we're having a lot of problems with children, as I said earlier, regarding uh, not walking to school, not exercising on iPads a lot more and sitting at school generally all day. Um, they do have a PE session or um, some exercise, but it's usually over maybe once a week from that five days that children are in school. So therefore being at school for a long time, they're not exercising or not getting their brain breaks. So I think that children are looking to sit more, they're not moving their body. So ultimately, if you don't move, you're going to obviously gain um, more slouchiness, uh, postural problems, and obviously obesity. Do you think that the pandemic restrictions have had a negative impact on children's health? And will we be able to rectify that for our kids at such an impressionable age? The pandemic has had issues, um, and obviously it's caused us a lot of problems with our children worldwide. Um, you know, they are actually, we're all isolating, we weren't allowed out, the children were indoors all the time, um, sitting in family environments, so you weren't going out as much or walking anyway. Um, but I do believe that we had issues before the pandemic, and I think that the bloodline has actually started well before that with child obesity. 
and the challenges that we are actually facing. So I think that it's just heightened the issue um, that we already had, but now it's the time to actually move into how we're going to change and challenge ourselves to challenge the children to actually become better and to move more so that obviously the obesity is not going to be there as an issue. Sarah, in your experience, how have you been able to motivate kids to be more healthy or take actions that will actually improve their health? So during the pandemic and before again and after the pandemic, hopefully, um, I've helped children to be inspired with their challenges of obesity and obviously their mindset and well-being um, by basically motivating them and speaking to them on a general term about the importance of, you know, general health and obesity. So, for example getting them to be motivated by um, maybe saying, right, okay, you need to have more water. You need to, um, have you eaten today? And what did you eat? And was it healthy? Um, but obviously giving them options as well for he healthy ideas. So telling them, look, this is what you should try and eat because these are really nice for you and very good for your body. Um, also with regards to exercise, generally, again, I've asked children to like look at ways around their house that they can exercise. So if they have stairs, run up and down the stairs, don't use a lift. Um, if they have a garden, maybe, you know, go outside more often, maybe three times a day, um, just to get some brain breaks and to move a bit more, or maybe get the dog or mum, dad or caregiver to actually take them out into the world or to the park or to the, you know, walk around the street, around the block, all these little things that I encourage my kids to do, um, which will help not only their mental health, but their physical health as well. Do you have any of your own unique routines or methods that you use in your classroom? So during the pandemic, I asked the children to get a diary and to do a motivational Monday. It was my Monday class. Um, and I said, right, get a diary, bring it in next week, something new, get a pencil. And they all looked at me and said, is this not a dance class? And I said, yes, it is, but just bring that in. So they came in the following week and I started giving them positive quotes, some that I had written, some that I had used from other um, inspirational authors. Um, and I just started giving them a motivational quote about, you know, not giving up, being brave. Um, you can do this. Don't quit. All these things. Um, and actually, it was quite funny because one week I didn't actually give it out. And then one of my 10 year old students said, what about our motivational Monday quote? And I said, oh, you like those? And they all said, yes, we, we read them at home. So actually, the motivational Monday quotes through the pandemic pandemic continued throughout the week. So we started them on a Monday and then we were doing them right up uh, for every single child in every class. So now in my school, everyone brings a diary in for their motivational quote. Um, and I'm delighted to say that they're using those to be inspired, which is great. If parents at home ask you what they could do to improve their kids' health, what would you recommend most of all? So um, I think ways that parents and caregivers can actually help children um, at home and give them more motivation in general with movement and also well-being would be to just start looking at ways um, of easy, simple things that you can bring into your daily activities as a family. I don't believe that a child should change. I think it should be the whole family that should change um, their, their ways and bring in little things like daily walking. Um, a morning uh, where there's food that is actually nutritional, not just a sugary cereal that is basically a high sugar um, game, but then obviously doesn't work during the day. So looking at food, nutrition, something that all the family can enjoy. 
Um, and then just looking around the house, what could you do in the house um, instead of sitting all the time? So, you know, could we have a bean bag or a ball, um, a Swiss ball, for example, where children could maybe, you know, sit on the Swiss ball or can they have challenges where they help clean up the house? Could they clean their bedrooms? Could they start sweeping? Can they hoover? Uh, you know, all these little things as a family unit we can do to start moving. Um, and the best thing to, you know, for me is getting out in the, in the wilderness and walking in nature. It's one of the most um, beneficial things that we can do as a family for our children, um, as caregivers, parents and teachers, to get children out there into nature, talking about things, looking at the sky, you know, walking around and seeing our environment. It's so important and I think it'll really motivate children. And so those are the things that I would um, say to parents and caregivers to do. With regards to the Kitty and Custard Club, things that parents and caregivers and teachers can do is by going to our TV channel um, on YouTube or to our website, um, www.kittyandcustardclub.com or kittyandcustardclub.tv which is our new um, website that's going to be released uh, in April in uh, this April um, they can go online and uh, look at our videos that offer movement um, in, in inspiration for the classroom it's actually set into the Primrose Park scene so kids can dance along with me and Kitty and Custard and all his friends they can dance along with Kitty and Custard and all their friends in the park. Um, so those are things that they can do. And again, just like getting brain breaks. So what we can, we would advise and what we'll be doing is giving lots of tips and blogs on the website for parents, teachers and caregivers to be able to do daily things that are simple, effective, not time consuming because we don't have time. Um, and just getting kids up, dancing, singing and motivated. So those are the things that Kitty and Custard Club will be able to offer parents, caregivers and teachers. Sarah, what's coming up in the next episode of Kitty Pod? So in our next episode, um, I'll be talking about um, helping children to um, motivate them after the mask wearing um, and also, you know, getting kids to speak more and get them to be more confident vocally. Um, they've been hidden behind masks for too long. Um, we'll be discussing that. We'll also be discussing um, food and nutrition. We'll be discussing children's well-being with their health and obesity, getting kids moving, um, and just inspiring children every day through the Kitty and Custard Club. Let's move it. Move it with Kitty and Custard, Kitty and Custard, Kitty and Custard.